Gridiron Grinder, Hut Hut Hike. Boom. It's Thursday night, Gridiron Grinder time. Uh, that's right. We're doing it on a Thursday this week, and it is the NFL's divisional playoff weekend up and coming. Uh, this is episode 81 of Gridiron Grinder. And so uh, I'm Ryan. With me, as always, is my buddy James. Uh, just a couple dudes hanging out, talking about what's going on in the NFL each week. And so um, for tonight, we're going to start things off with Name That Stadium like we always do. Uh, then we're going to do our recap of the news from the past week. Uh, after that, we'll give you guys an update on where we're at with our game picks and our playoff bet. Uh, and then we'll get into our game picks for this weekend for the upcoming NFL divisional playoff games. Uh, and then lastly, we'll close it off with a question of the week. And so with all that being said, how's it going tonight, James? It's going good. How's it going with you? It's going pretty good, man. I, um, you know, I will say this. I mean, obviously, you know, you're ahead of me on the picks and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I kind of felt like the wild card games uh, for the most part were a bit of garbage and um, maybe I'm being harsh. It, it, I'm, I'm saying that regardless of my picks and how that played out, it just seems like I, and I'm hoping this isn't an every year thing, but I think it's because of the extra teams in the playoffs. You're just seeing like these games have such a wider, um, I don't know. It just seems like the, the top teams are just crushing the bottom teams. Like they're not close enough. And it just, um, it made for some bad football. And then like, I mean, the Dallas game, I guess was a little different. That was more just sloppy, undisciplined football, but I don't know, like Tampa Bay and Philly. I, it just, they weren't even really matchups, man. Some of these games, uh, you know, just my opinion. No, I agree. This year was a weird, weird year. Um, I just, when you mentioned that, I look back at last year and it looks like four of the six games were within, I actually, you want to say five of the six games were within uh, two touchdowns. Like three of them were within uh, one touchdown. Okay. Well, it just feels, it feels like this year, I think this year the issue is, is there was just such a disparity between like the top team and, or the, the, basically the favorites, because mostly all favorites won mm -hmm. except for the one, but it's like, there's such a, such a difference when how they, on how they were playing down the stretch. One or two of the teams really weren't playoff teams this year, but ended up making it because they got lucky. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's all it was. Maybe next year I'll feel better about it. I just kind of thought, man, I don't know. Some of these games just, they were not playoff football caliber, in my opinion. Um, I mean, that fucking Rams game, that that was playoff football defense right there. But a lot of the other stuff just, just I don't know, just bad play. But uh, that's all right. Let's move it on here. And let's do Name That Stadium. Uh, so for anybody who's watching, this is the part of the show where, as you can see, James is out there traveling the country. Uh, every week, he's got a different stadium in his background. Typically, uh, it's a stadium for a home team that's got a game this weekend. And we're just asking, if you think you know what stadium that is, hit us up in our comments section. First person to get it right gets a shout out next week's show. Uh, and so, James, where, where were you at last week, man? Last week, I was in Cincinnati for the Raiders-Bengals game. I, you know, I, la I just thought it was the best game of the weekend. And it's sad that it was the first game of the weekend. And I think it lived up to that. 
as being the best game of the weekend. Best, both teams played, I thought, excellent. Burrow and the Bengals obviously won, but I thought, I thought there was minimal mistakes on either side. I mean, some penalties with the Raiders creeped up, but outside of that, there wasn't, there weren't, weren't any or many bad coaching calls or stupid plays at the wrong time, stuff like that. I gotcha. Well, hey, that was a good pick. Uh, and yeah, it was a good game. Um, all right, good stuff. Well, let's move on here. Let's do our recap of the past week. And so, you know, James, I'm a little bit slacking on the news. You know, we'll, we'll do some of it on the fly here. But why don't you tell me some of the big things that you picked up on from this past week? Well, one of the big things is um, players coming back from from IR. You got... You got Henry, who's supposed to be back, supposed to be back or possibly back. They're going to make a determination tomorrow, I guess. Um, you had uh, defense uh, Zadarius. Uh, what's his last name? Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the Packers, yep. For the Packers coming back. I mean, it's just a lot of injury news coming out of the, coming out of the weekend. Um, it's it's good that uh, Bosa was able to. Um, participate in practice i think he was a limited participant but that means he's back from the concussion protocol so that should help san francisco and it's you know the coaching carousel that's about it really okay yeah i did see um willie gay was arrested for some type of criminal damage charge and i i didn't read up on it but uh, makes me wonder how that will affect his status for this weekend um, with that happening. Um, but, you know, uh, and then, you know, we got the some of the Dallas stuff with Mike McCarthy. And let's save some of that for later, because I think that's going to tie into our question of the week. But, you know, there's been some some rumors there and then some stuff coming out of their executive offices about him coming back and yada, yada, yada. But. Uh, yeah, we can we can catch that towards the end of the show. Talk a little bit more about that. Um, all right. Well, I I'm I good. The Willie Gay news this this week. I just caught it just a little while ago, and so I I didn't have a chance to read the article, but I uh, I saw he got uh, you know some kind of it was like criminal. It was a misdemeanor. It wasn't like a, a felony thing. I mean, if it was a felony thing, I'm sure he'd be in jail right now. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know how bad that was or what exactly happened, but we can we can figure that out later. This is actually, this might be very bad for him. Okay. I'm just glancing at it. Like, the charges seem, or the damages. He was charged with criminal damage of less than $1,000. For the damaged property included a vacuum cleaner, a wall, and a door frame. Which that doesn't seem too bad, but under um, Kansas or not Kansas City, Missouri state law. Is it Missouri Johnson County? Yeah. Oh, oh no, Kansas state law. Sorry. I you know it's the border. I wasn't sure which which side it was on. But anyways, under Kansas state law, the charges are considered domestic violence. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so yeah, that there would be some league action. Yeah, because they have the that whole domestic violence policy. 
So that might not be very good for him. Yeah, not just going to shrug it off. There's going to be something there. Just makes me wonder, will they act quick enough so that I guess we find out if he's going to be playing or not this weekend, you know? Yeah, exactly. I know sometimes the, the league likes to wait and do their investigation and get more information on it, but um, yeah, that'll be that'll be a factor, I'm sure. That would uh, be interesting if the league doesn't act on it because because they they in the past when when like just charges came out, they put them. It's not it's it's the the commissioner's exempt list and yeah. and so but they didn't do that with Deshaun Watson all season. So generally, they put the player on the commissioner's exempt list while they do their investigation, which causes them to not be able to play, but they don't cost a roster spot. The roster mm-hmm. spot. But so it'll, it'll be interesting to see what the league does with it. I don't think this this late in the week. I'm not certain that they will they will do something. They might push it to next week and hope it just kind of takes care of itself by the Chiefs being eliminated. I got you. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, you can't say it was a, a factor if it didn't help them win, but, yeah, I got you. Um, all right, well, we'll see how that shakes out. Let's move it on here, and let's do, uh, you know, like a recap of this past week with our playoff picks, talk about where we're at with the bet, uh, and then we'll go from there. And so, you know, I'm having flashbacks of last year, man. I won the regular season, and then right off the bat, you're kicking my ass in the playoffs. Uh, thankfully, it's not as drastic as last season. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's just how it's going to be between the two of us. But either way, I got some work to do. And, um, you know, you ended up nailing all your picks. And so that was rock solid. Um, I got two of them wrong. And so we're sitting at you with 21 points, me with 16 points. Uh, basically, we each picked one upset, and I picked the wrong one. You picked the right one. So uh, kudos to you. And, uh, you know, I, I can already tell from looking at our picks for this week, uh, there's either going to be a swinging of the pendulum uh, or I will for sure be out of it. So it's going to be uh, a little bit exciting there, but, you know, Looking at this past week with some of these games, man, you know, like what did you uh, what did you like? What did you dislike? Anything like that? I mean, I know we talked about Dallas. That game was just so sloppy. I mean, I can't believe a playoff team could be that disciplined, un- undisciplined. It was such a just a horrible showing. So I, I have to the thing that really annoyed me about the Dallas game. And I have to look up the timing of the play real quick because that that last play where. I mean, first of all, Dak Prescott doesn't know the fucking rules. Yeah. And hands the ball to the center when he should have turned around the umpire or whatever field position is running up. Because you ha- to end the previous play, the rule clearly states you ha- that it has to be touched by an official and marked by an official. You can't just mark it yourself, which is what Dak tried to do. And, I mean, just like that whole situation. Okay, okay you want to call that play. Dak, you have the ability, probably not supposed to, I, I will say that as, as a quarterback, maybe you're not getting the leeway, you have, but you, you have the fucking ability to, to say, no, we're not going to do, do this bull, bullshit, I shouldn't run the ball, we have to get the 
fall to the end zone. So it was. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I, I will say this. Left. Yeah, they, you know, and, and they had that weird, um, you know, what, what was it like that weird punting situation where they had the fake punt and then they kept the punt team out there. And didn't they, didn't they have that happen earlier in the game where the ref, they tried switching out the punt team and bringing the offense in and the, the ref couldn't set the ball and they had to delay a game. It was like, you guys already had this happen, man, in the same game. That one, that one wasn't, wasn't because the ref couldn't set the ball is <laughs> by rule, except for under, and except for under two minutes. I, I think it's two minutes at the end of the quarter or end of the, the half at the end of the game. You don't you don't have this, but by rule, if you substitute players, the opponent your opponent needs or is is given the chance to match. Yeah. So you can't snap the ball and basically until the I think it's the umpire that stands back with the ref. He stands in front of he stands behind the centers and and until he moves out of the way, you can't snap the ball. So you can't do a switch with like five seconds left on the clock. Yeah, that's all I'm saying is that they should have known, you know, you got to have more time for that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's just, but it, that's a lot of what I've seen with Dallas all year. I mean, I've, I've talked about, talked about it before, like, you know, I, in, in our power rankings, I kept downgrading Dallas because of coaching and yeah. we'll get more into that, but <laughs> I'm assuming, but it's just what I've seen all year with them. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was um, poor showing on their part. Um, and it, 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 it's amazing for winning 12 games. I mean, that was in a, a, just an embarrassing way to go out. But, um, uh, you know, you, the flip side, you have Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. Buffalo's I mean, Buffalo offense just played like a, basically a perfect game. Yeah. Buffalo, honestly, that game reminded me of uh, early season. 2020 Josh Allen when he was just like doing this ridiculous stuff like every week and people were like what where the hell did this come from yeah but but I think it was if if, I don't remember the year but like in a long fucking time it might even be like in the Super Bowl era the first time that a team didn't turn the ball over kick a field goal attempt a field goal or turn the ball over like on downs or by, by an interception fumble or punt the ball in a game. True. They had what nine offensive possessions, seven of them ended in touchdowns Two the two that didn't end in touchdowns were, they took a knee to end the half or in the, in the game. Yeah. That's pretty impressive, man. That's for sure. Um, and they spanked the Patriots by 30. I mean, that on its own is, you know, you get a, a freaking medal for that. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, and then, you know, I, I saw this is um, this is just an NFL.com thing I saw with the Raiders-Bengals game, uh, the first playoff game in NFL history where each team had four-plus field goals made. I mean, that's just like just kicking them, dude. Yeah. You know, like it, it goes to show, man, kicking matters, dude. You got to have a good kicker. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, I don't know. That's all I got. If you want to uh, move it on, I'm ready to move on. Or if you got any last input there before we move on, what do you think, man? Uh, it's just, 
a little bit on Arizona. It's yeah, I that was a that was a, a poor showing too, man. I mean that was fucking. They barely ran the ball in the first half. It's like come on, like you gotta. It, it seemed like they got into desperation mode way way too fast. Well, well that um, I think the problem with Arizona is Kingsbury. Okay, I honestly do. Like for as much talent as that team has, you know he's in the NFL. He's he's a 500 coach. I don't even know if he's 500. He might be below. They start all every year. Even even take it back to when he was at Texas Tech. I think it was Texas Tech. Texas Tech or Texas A&M, which, whichever one. Teams would start out hot. You know when the first like like in college when the first like five six games. And then win one game the rest of the season. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the Cardinals now is they start off hot. Heck, they started 7-0. and Oh, yeah. 7-1, and something like that. Yeah. And then ended up, yeah. what was their final record, 10-6? and Yeah, they, they just like slumped in, man. It was bad. And no, I, and, and you know, that was a, a poor choice on my part to – pick them in that game last week knowing that the momentum was the other way and we even talked about it you know that they were totally different trajectories and yet i still fucking picked them because i just uh i couldn't get on board with picking stafford's team but um and i i kind of thought man kyler murray just ultra competitive maybe he'll find a way to fucking get him the win but god that was such a bad game and i mean they just it was like and, and they were even talking about it in the game how come they're not giving uh, James counter the ball and it's like it just it just ah it was bad man so bad mm-hmm. <sighs> all right well let's move on let's move on let's do our divisional playoff weekend game picks this is where the action picks back up James and so uh, looking at Saturday we've got two games first one is the Cincinnati Bengals at the Tennessee Titans who do you like there man I'm going to put a caveat on this pick that I have still have to get the injury news on Derrick Henry and, and look at that is because I have them as very close if Henry is playing. I have the Bengals as killing that, killing Tennessee if Henry isn't playing. And, the, and that's where, where it hinges on, is Henry playing? What's the projection for him? But right now, I mean, Joe Burrow is playing, playing too good. Cincinnati's that that offense, uh, that offense, that defense, they're kind of humming a little bit and and just dominate. Not dominating teams, but they're they're being they're they've been just bad. They they look like they belong. I know what Thank you're getting at. Thank you. And so I'm gonna go with the Bengals, but I'm gonna put it as my least confident pick at uh, at three points because I'm just I go back and forth on this game. Okay. I got you. Yeah. And you know, this matchup definitely makes me nervous. Um, you know, especially cause I'm already in a hole with our picks, but you know, like you're saying Cincinnati, they've been solid in a lot of different facets. You know, the passing game obviously has been freaking awesome this year. Uh, mixing in the running game, they've been doing solid, especially as the year went on. Uh, and then defensively they've like way outperformed. I think what, almost everybody was expecting defensively. And that's been one of the big difference makers for them. Uh, but 
you know, I'm going to put my trust in Mike Vrabel and I'm going to just assume that they're getting Derrick Henry back for that game. And if he can shoulder the full load, I think they can control the game. They can control the clock. And, you know, on top of that, I, you know, when I look at the matchup, I think Tennessee is a stronger team in the trenches both ways. And I think that that's a huge factor in the playoffs. And so uh, I'm going with Tennessee. And, you know, since since I'm down here, I'm already making some risky moves, but I'm putting I'm putting my six on this game, my big uh, my big pick here. So let's see how it goes, man. Uh, next up, we got the San Francisco 49ers at the Green Bay Packers. So this is I'm most confident in this game. And and the argument for San Francisco is in the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers is 0 and 3 against San Francisco and yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. You just have to look to earlier this season. Earlier this season, San Francisco and Green Bay played, and it was at San Francisco, and the um, and Packers won won the game. Um, the the strength for San Francisco is if Bosa and Warner is back, because yeah. that defense that defense can be solid. But where you can where where you can exploit the San Francisco defense is the Packers' strength with Devonte Adams so in the passing game deep threats that that's where you can exploit San Francisco. And I see uh, that's what green Bay did in the first game. And I see them doing it again in this game and the Packers winning the game. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, I'm going to go with the 49ers and, you know, last week I was saying that Dallas could expose that defense and it ended up not working out that way at all. And some of that's because obviously Dallas shot themselves in the foot. Um, but I did think that defense played fucking rock solid football. And that's, um, you know, maybe it's me just kind of going to the whole defense wins championship thing. But, you know, I, I, when I saw that, that 49ers defense last week, I thought, damn, man, that's, that's what I needed to see to feel good about this team. And I think offensively, you know, they can run the ball, whatever way they want. You know, it's weird, the gimmicky stuff with Debo Samuel, but they are one of the top rushing teams and, you know, Shanahan's ultra creative with drawing up those kind of plays. Uh, Jimmy G looked good despite the thumb. And so uh, I think there can be a, a pretty good upset here. And, you know, it, part of it, I think, is that, you know, when I think about Green Bay, it's like sometimes these teams, they finish the year and it's almost like they're sitting idle. It's like, you know, they just, um, you know, it seemed like those last few games, they weren't like cutting people's throats, you know, like, and even, even that Lions game, I know that half the game they had their backups in, but even when their starters was were in, it was like they just weren't going full throttle. Or if they were, it was a poor showing. Um, and so I don't know. I just think um, I think it's worth rolling the dice. So I'm going to go with San Francisco here, and I'm going to slap a four on it. Uh, kicking it over to Sunday, we've got the Los Angeles Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So this one's going to be my my um, five and. When you look at this game, the way to be Brady is you get to him. Oh, yeah. I say that all the time. The Rams have the defense that can get to him. You look back to earlier in the year, uh, was it 34 24? Was it 34 24? Something like that. 34 11. Nope, that was going over the Cardinals. <laughs> Why am I not? 
I had it. I had it in my notes, but I'm not finding it. That's fine. Anyways, um, you have you have some questions on the offensive line for for the uh, for the um, the box. You have yep. uh, Worfs with the ankle injury and Jensen, um, who I don't think they practiced this week. I'm not. I'm not certain. No, I don't that. think. I, I think as of today, they've not practiced. And so yeah. there's there's some hope that they could get in one tomorrow and be good to go for the weekend, but it's not looking good right now. And I looked it up, and I was right on on the score. It was 34 to 24. Okay. Um, and granted, that was in Los Angeles, this game's in uh, Tampa. I just see the Rams, as long as Stafford plays like he played last week, not reverting back to his his the Lions version of Stafford. And I don't think he will. Like he's got that he's got that first playoff win under his belt. And I think that's gonna give him a load of confidence coming into this game. And he knows he's gonna to have to be on it because he's playing playing the GOAT. But I'm gonna go with the Rams on this game. Yeah, and I'm I'm with you. I'm doing the same thing. I'm picking the Rams. I'm slapping a five on it. And it's for all the same reasons that, that you're saying, you know, they're, they're going to be able to get pressure on Brady. And I mean, come on, that's the, the Giants Super Bowl wins. That's what it was. Get pressure on Brady and that's how you can get to him and you can win that game. Um, the Rams are just, they're the most stacked solid team in this playoff right now. You know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Buffalo looked pretty goddamn badass, but um, I just like, the talent all around both sides of the ball with the Rams and um, you know, their defense definitely was lights out last week. That's, that's like that's Super Bowl defense right there. And so I, I, I got to go with the Rams uh, reluctantly, but I'm doing it. And so last game, we got the Buffalo bills at the Kansas city chiefs. So this game, the way I see this game happening is if you had that, ridiculous performance against the Patriots last week, but where Josh Allen had his most success last week was in play action passes. And if you dive deep into the stats on this, the Kansas city opponents had the most success against the defense with play action passes. Oh, getting getting analytical total this season. They allowed the third most. Um, yeah, they allowed the third most in the NFL to their opponents on the play-action pass, and almost 1,600 yards. And also, the team, their opponents had the best four play-action pass, the best QBR. Okay. Which was 80.2. And however, they factor QBR is just it's just it's a statistic. But as long as Buffalo keeps that go- keeps that play action pass going, it looks like also Buffalo get, you know, they got they got Singletary Singletary rolling. Finally, I mean, we've been waiting what two years for them to get Singletary rolling on, in that offense. Yeah, and yeah, it's about time. Yeah, you go back, you go back to earlier in the year. Uh, it was what thirty eight to twenty that Buffalo. Yeah, 38 to 20. Buffalo beat Kansas City earlier. Yeah, Kansas City is not is a lot better than that team that played in that game. 
but Buffalo is also that much better. So I'm going to roll with the Bills. I hear you on that, man. Um, and so I'm going Kansas City because it does me no good to mimic your picks. And so, uh, uh, you know, when I was looking at this originally, my gut was telling me to take Buffalo. Uh, but I just kind of thought, man, Kansas City finished the season so hot. Like you said, different from where they were at earlier in the year. Um, you know, I think Buffalo has a little bit more uh, talent depth-wise and a little bit of a, a higher ceiling, maybe more potential. Uh, and a lot of that's because the Buffalo defense is better. But, you know, we have seen some inconsistency with that defense this year, um, you know, and some of it at the end of the season. And then, you know, I could just see these two quarterbacks. You know, Josh Allen has shown some of his nerves in the playoffs before. And I think if it's a close game, some of that could happen again. I think Mahomes is going to be more composed. Uh, he's already won the big game. You know, he just shows time and time again in the playoffs, you know, he can get it done. I think he's only got one playoff loss or whatever. And so um, uh, maybe that's minus the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah so two. He lost um, to the Patriots. And he both playoff losses are to Tom Brady. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, yeah, so we'll just say it's one because it's just against Tom Brady. But no, um, but either way, I'm going to go with Kansas City here. And, um, you know, anything could happen, man. I mean, this could be, you know, Mahomes can score against any defense and it's rare that they slow him down. It happened last year in the Super Bowl. But, um, you know, these two opponents, I think he's got a chance. And so I'm going to give it to the Chiefs. Man, that was so fast. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's where we're at in the season. We get so used to just burning through so many games. And now all of a sudden it's like, that's all we got, folks. Uh, but that's okay. We still got our question of the week, James. And so we can milk this bad boy for all it's worth. Uh, and I know I, I uh, previewed some of this to you earlier in the week when I was hitting you up on the messenger. But, you know, basically the question, and we can spin it whatever way we want just to get some juice out of it. But, um, do you see a scenario where Pete Carroll ends up in Dallas? And and I'll give you my take before you, you jump in, because, you know, I always got to give you my two cents first. But, you know, when they lost, uh, it was obvious. Jerry Jones was frustrated, really disappointed. You know, he said a lot of that kind of stuff to the press because he doesn't hide that kind of thing. You know, since then, some of the executives within the Cowboys organization have come out, said that they fully expect McCarthy to be back. McCarthy is saying basically he feels like he's safe, but we all know Jerry Jones is one unpredictable motherfucker. And with him being emotional and upset about this and the clock ticking on his time to get a ring, you know, post Jimmy Johnson era, which, you know, it seems like everybody kind of has that cloud hanging over him from back in the day. I think he could do something crazy because he's just a crazy guy. But I think the only way he does something crazy is if there's a splash kind of a move. And Pete Carroll might be on the outs in Seattle if they decide that a trade makes sense with Russell Wilson. I could see Pete Carroll saying, forget this, I'm out of here, uh, and making the move. And, you know, something like that could be appealing to Jerry Jones, where he could go back on whatever the organization's word is because he feels like, okay, 
you know, I'm getting that higher caliber, you know, option that could make it happen next year. Um, and then, you know, this one we didn't really talk about, but I kind of thought it's along those same lines. And I, I think it's, you know, not likely, but I think, you know, there's like the teeniest little bit of chance uh, could be something with Sean Payton because he's been linked to the Cowboys in the past. And I'm sure he would love the chance to have a real quarterback again, uh, because obviously the Saints, you know, that was sort of their Achilles this year. You know, they had the great defense, you know, they got Kamara. Uh, they were missing wide receivers, but it didn't matter. The quarterback, you know, the, the Jameis, Jameis Winston injury and everything else happened. You know, I could see him wanting out if they could find a way to work a deal. And if anybody's going to work a deal, it's Jerry Jones, you know, he'll wheel and deal and open up that checkbook and do whatever he can to get what he wants. And so, I don't know. That's my two cents, man. What do you think? Well, <laughs> for in, in terms of McCarthy, how many times has an organization said or put their, their backing behind a coach and then turn around and fire them? I mean, didn't that just happen with uh, what's-his-face from Houston? Like, they, they, they put, put – uh, it happened uh, with the Giants with Joe Judge. They were yeah, like, yeah, we're bringing him back. And then like three weeks later, they fired his ass. What's his face? It's not Sirianni. It's the other Cully, David Cully yeah. in in Houston. And I think it, had ha- it, it happened in Miami, too. I thought they had put some support behind Flores and then, then fired his ass. So, I mean, it happens all the time. You, you look at the look at the Raiders. They're kind of talking internally about oh about yeah by uh, behind Basaccia, however you Basaccia, say his name. Uh, yeah. But you know, yeah, yeah, I mean, they they're backing him, but then they're also, in my opinion, clearing the path for Harbaugh by getting rid of Mayock, man. Yeah, because because honestly, what the fuck is the organization going to say besides we're behind our coach? Because what happens if you can't? you that that coach isn't out there or that coach you find out is not available or stuff like that like i thought i think like another one is i think denver denver had had kind of put a little bit of support behind uh fangio and then and then fired him after the regular season or their last game it's just what what else are you going to say besides yeah we're behind the coach because if you say anything else and you don't fire the coach, then yeah, I guess just I, cut his legs out from underneath them. I guess I would, I would, I don't know. Some of them, I think you could be more convicted. Like the Joe Judge thing, I mean, that was just confusing. That's like, why would you even hesitate? I mean, you could freaking just randomly hire a guy and them do just as good as he did. You know, like it just promote the fucking towel boy and you're mm-hmm. in good shape there. I just. You know, so I don't know. I guess I would feel confident that there's a lot of good coaches out there. And if you're not getting the results that you want, try it. And and I think that I think that if you have, you know, any doubt about the guy and you're like secretly maybe shopping, like putting out some feelers, eventually that gets back to him. You got a disgruntled coach on your hand. And I think that that next season's a disaster anyhow. So you might as well just go all in and go and find a guy. But I hear what you're saying. You know, if you're, I think that what you're saying applies big time in the quarterback world. If you got an Andy Dalton, it's hard to get rid of him because there's so many quarterbacks that suck worse than Andy Dalton. But it's like, at some point, geez, man, you just got to say, 
hey, you know, we appreciate everything he's done, but he's not what he, he's not what we want. We're just going to try something else. And then you just fucking hope for the best, you know, like you give it your best effort, scout the shit out of everybody and hope you find your diamond in the rough. I don't know. Just my opinion. Yeah. I, no, I, I hear that. I just think it's like you kind of, also, if you fire him like right away, like after that loss, and and as pissed off as as Jerry Jones was with with that, it it looks more like a knee jerk reaction, unstable Dan Snyder type reaction versus a yeah well thought out. Let me evaluate it, and we've decided we're going to move on from the coach. No, and that's a good strategy. But then say it, you know, we're we're going to evaluate everything with this team, top to bottom. You know, there's nothing wrong with saying that. Um, you know, and, and honestly, it makes him sweat a little bit, makes McCarthy sweat a little bit. Cause it's like that fucker should sweat after that game. man. <laughs> that was embarrassing, dude. They had like fucking what, 14 or 15 penalties, like in a fucking playoff game, man. Like, oh, geez. Was that it? 14 or 15? And they, and, and dude, some of them came right down to the end. They could have gotten the ball back. They, you know, I mean, they just, yeah, I mean, they did get the ball back, but they could have got it back with more time. And it just was like. Oh gosh, it was it was a disgrace. Uh, I'm kind of curious now how many actual penalties I had in that game. It was like tied for the most this season, or so, or maybe like the most in the playoffs. It was horrible, dude. It was, or or like one away. It was like it was up there, man. Yeah, I'm. I'm I look look it up real quick, but it's it was it was just ridiculous, and and the, the team looked unprepared. Yeah. In the game, that's what gets me is how how much that team, how much it felt like that team they were unprepared for the game. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, and so while you're looking that up, I'll just uh, do the quick little deal here at the end of question of the week. So for anybody who's watching, uh, just like name that stadium. You know, hit us up, give us your thoughts on question of the week. You know, can you see a scenario where Pete Carroll ends up in Dallas? Uh, or even another coach. Tell us what you think, and uh, we love to get that dialogue going, man. Wow, it was only 14. Four, only 14. Only 14. That's more than three a quarter, James. That's, you know, yeah. Pretty shitty. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, hey, that's that's all I got for tonight, man. You got anything that you want to you wanna get in here since we just burned through it? You know, our normal hour and a half shows, we're sitting at 38 minutes right now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. I think that's, I think that was it. All right. No, hey, we got there. No no reason to, uh, no reason to filibuster, James, not to get political here. Um, yeah, next week we can, we can put a little more emphasis on the news if we want, but uh, it's all good. So for anybody who's still watching, we hope you like the show. If you did, Give us a thumbs up, shoot us some comments, whatever you can do. Uh, and if you haven't already hit that subscribe button, we appreciate the support. James, like always, man, it was a good time. I will catch you later. All right. Have a great. Gridiron Grinder. Hut, hut, hike.